Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! Well, it's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and Bethesda, Maryland. And this is news that you can use from Car Edge with your hosts, Zach and Ray, for Monday, January 30th. How are you today, handsome? I am doing well. How are you doing, Pops? Oh, my God. I broke out the original sweater from the original uh, uh, video we ever did, um, showing that, well, some things I'll never throw out. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you... Apparently, apparently, one of them's a five-year-old sweater. <laughs> <laughs> the OG video. If you haven't watched it, what happens to unsold new cars? Go take it. Here we go. Andrew says you had me at hyperbolic and clickbait. Well, Andrew, in our defense, and and hello from Florida. In our yeah. defense, this one's yeah. coming by way of our friends over at Automotive News. The latest breaking news survey shows dealers increasingly worried about the economy. Dealers are increasingly worried about the possibility of a recession, even as improving inventory levels have them more optimistic about new vehicle business in 2022 or 2023. Excuse me, that there were a few articles in automotive news that start to hit on and paint the picture of the economic challenges that dealers are going to face. And this is in the industry publication. Yes. I know you had a chance to review this. National Automobile Dealers Association meetings were going on this past week. What's going on, Dad? Why did I come up with car dealers are in serious trouble in 2023? Because they recognize the fact that that <clears throat> the market is shrinking. Okay. And what I mean by that is the number of people who were actually in the market looking to buy cars is smaller than it had been because of, wait for it, the affordability issues with new and pre-owned cars. You know, as as I once said, the price of cars is too damn high. And the truth of the matter is, they are too damn high. And it's impacting the number of people that can actually be in the marketplace looking to buy them. And exacerbating all that are the rising interest rates which are causing monthly payments to go up so dealers understand that as we enter into a recession with higher interest rates higher unemployment more vehicles available that well their profit levels are going to go down and that 2023 is going to be a bit of a struggle for them compared to the last two and a half years where they could say we want what we want and if you don't want to buy it the person behind you will and what's about to happen is it's going to be as the consumer i don't want to pay your price and the dealer is going to go well what did you have in mind and let's be very clear, Dad, because we've got some comments already in the chat, for example, from August saying, still patiently waiting for prices to drop on Grand Cherokee L's, still way overpriced. The reality is, think about it, put yourself in the shoes of that dealership that's sitting on that inventory. They're going to try their hardest to find someone to pay as much as they possibly can. That's the name of the game in that business. Yes. And so I don't think we should expect massive price cuts anytime soon. 
it's massive increases in negotiability of these vehicles. And if I may, Dad, I just want to pull it up on the screen. This is not us just making it up. Okay, this was from a survey of a, a 250 dealerships. What is your expectation for your overall business performance for your dealership compared to last year, Dad? 7% think it's going to be much better. 33% think it's going to be worse. 31% say it's going to be better. 29% think it's going to be the same. The majority of, of a particular segment say it's going to be worse. What is, your, what is this year's vehicle sales outlook for your dealership compared with last year? Again, a quarter of them think it's going to be worse. So it doesn't, you don't have to look that far to start to paint the picture of why increased negotiability is a 2023 reality. You, you don't have to, you don't have to look that far to start connecting all the dots. Um, you know, we've been, we've been looking at this and talking about this for quite some time. And, you know, my opinion hasn't really changed. Now you can say, well, raise opinions, not worth anything. Great. If you feel that way, you feel that way. But, you know, just looking at statistics, okay, just looking at the contraction in the market because of all those factors that I mentioned earlier, you, yep. you've got to believe that it's not only car dealers that are going to be concerned, that think it's going to be a worse year. you got to believe that mass retailers, people like Best Buy, any any retailer where where the purchase is made typically with discretionary income or is financed, they're they're have to be expecting that 2023 is going to be somewhat of a down year for them as well. So it's not yep. just autos. It's this is the intended consequences of what the Fed has been trying to do so that they can try and rein in inflation. And one of the ways you rein in inflation is you make it harder for people to buy things. And it's working. <laughs> it's just it's it's absolutely working. The interest rates yep. are higher than we've seen in 10, 15 years, you know, we were as a, as a population, we were spoiled after the great recession with what interest rates were. Um, you know, they, they remained at historic lows for what a yep. decade. Um, you know, and, and you, if, if anybody who thought, well, those are going to be the interest rates forever moving forward. Well, that was, that was foolish. Uh, it was yeah. nice while it lasted, um, but you know, the, 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 the handwriting's been on the walls for months and months and months. And we've been saying, and we'll continue to say, 2023 is the cash is king year. 2023 is the polar opposite of what 2021 and 2022 were for dealers. This really will be a great year to buy a car if you have cash and you have no trade-in. Yes. Perfect. Like if you waited yes. for that, then it's going to be the perfect year for you. We've got that from Scat Pack Bob. Not only are we hearing more reports from our community, we're also seeing it in the data and we will get new data in about two weeks, hopefully a little bit sooner, but within two weeks from Cox Automotive. I took a ride around several dealers lots this weekend in Northeast Ohio and found the most cars I've seen on their lots in quite some time. A Ram dealership had rows upon rows of pickups. And dad, this, this goes back to, and I, I was recently on uh, Kelly, the car mom, and her sister, Liz. They have a podcast called The Carpool. Awesome podcast. Mm -hmm. Encourage anyone who's interested in, in, in them and, and, and the auto industry to listen to it. 
And we were talking about that and Kelly and the Carmon brand appeal and Kelly, congratulations. She had her, her third child, Fred. Um, they appeal that to moms, moms tune into her show. Moms follow her on social media. And Kelly joked at the end, Zach, do we need to normalize the Ram 1500 as the new mom car? And I said, yes, because there are some brands that have a heck of a lot of inventory. And those brands, those moms can go negotiate 15, 20% off of MSRP. That's consumers like that. Consumers want that. And to Scat Pack Bob's point, go for the drive down automobile row in your area. We are starting to see inventory build back up. Pair that with all the factors you were talking about before, Dad. And then it's no wonder we pull up data from dealer sentiment surveys and they're worried. They should be. Well, yes. Now, that's not to say that it's happening in every corner of the country. You know, some areas, some regions of the country might not see that inventory build up quite as much as other yeah. areas of the country. Um, some areas of the country are hit harder economically than other areas of the country. Um you know, so it, it, it can be it certainly can be more regionalized, uh, some of these savings and some of these inventory buildups um, than um, more nationalized. But I think overall, dealers understand that 2023 is not setting up to be um, a banner year for them. You know, will, will most dealerships be profitable? Absolutely. Will it be harder to be profitable? Will the profit levels that are attained be closer to what the historic norms had been prior to COVID? Yeah. Okay. And, and the historic norms were that a dealership made one and a half to two percent net out of all the money they took in. Over the last two and a half years, that number jumped up to closer to 5%. Well, that was an aberration, you know, They and all the dealers were getting fat and happy thinking that that was going to go on forever. And it's not. It's going to go back to the car business where you're going to be happy to get one and a half to two and a half percent dropping to your net profit. It, 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 we're on our way back to what is considered normal let's jump to the chat here dad we had a thoughtful contribution come through from mark thank you mark thank you mark. expecting arrival of an order 2023 kia sportage hybrid on february 12th still a thousand dollars above msrp local dmv area still a good deal and should i get a pre-approval on a credit union 4.99 percent rate before february 1 i'll hit on that dad i was talking to our credit union partners last week rates are going to go up on feb 1 and some credit unions, some financial institutions, though late rock you, late, oh man, rate lock you, excuse me, from the date that you submitted your application. Not even your date of approval, but just the date that you submitted your application. So I would jump on that. And I don't know off yeah. the top of my head if $1,000 over MSRP is a fair deal on Kia Sportage hybrid right now in the DMV area. I would encourage you to reach out to the car coaches and ask them. I'm sure they've worked on a deal recently. Yeah, I and and absolutely most most credit unions will give you a rate lock. Most banks will give you a rate lock, and it all depends when you apply. So, if you suspect that rates are going to go up February first, uh, apply today or tomorrow. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Mark, yes. thank you for being a longtime supporter of the channel, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for the contribution. Greetings, Car Edge team. Your last videos have been fantastic and important. And, um, and the information you give regarding the state of the auto industry and finance industry is extremely interesting and helpful. Congrats. Thank you, Mark. We really appreciate the kind thank words. Thank you so much. Yes, we really did. If I may, Dad, from Sylvia here, and then we'll jump to another topic. So after a year of listening to the Ya and Car Edge, I've finally placed an order for my car. Went with the Subaru Forester Wilderness. Haven't told the dealer I'm paying cash. That's awesome. Well, and and if you listen to the show on Friday, um, you know, Miss Kimberly Klein worked at a Subaru dealership for nine years, and she will tell you that that was the hardest dealership in the world for F&I because such a high percentage of Subaru customers pay cash. So um, your Subaru dealer will not be shocked to hear that you will be paying cash. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we've seen Subaru dealers be I don't want to say respectful, but very fair. They've been very fair uh, compared to other dealers like a Kia or a Hyundai dealer, for example. Now, Dad, I want to pull up a little bit more data from this survey. For example, yes. where do you see the most opportunity for profit growth this year? So let's break this down a little bit. Dealers see the biggest opportunity on new vehicle sales, followed by the service department, used vehicle sales, F&I, parts, factory to dealer incentives. So that's quite low. Other collision. So dad, dealers are getting excited about new vehicle sales. And and I think I have a bit of a hypothesis for why this might be. And we saw Stellantis and other brands come out and say, hey, we had record profits. It's because the prices have gone up so much that their lots are only going to be filled with the vehicles that have more profit margin built into them. So this is further perpetuating the affordability crisis. At least that's my my sense of why dealers are optimistic about new car sales in 2023. Well, and the other reason they would be optimistic about it, and I don't think they'll be uh, quite as profitable uh, on a per car basis as they had been. But the, I think the reason that they're they're thinking that new car departments are going to be a bit more profitable is because they're going to have more inventory to sell. Uh, they're actually going to have more vehicles available for sale than they have had over the past two years, uh, and. And the uh, gross per vehicle retailed will go down. Yeah, uh, you know, today, three years ago, three and a half years ago, the average new car gross profit, okay, was about yep. two hundred to two hundred and fifty dollars per new car retail sold. Then, during the height of the pandemic, it probably jumped to somewhere around twenty five hundred dollars, maybe higher. Um, now, my suspicion is that as inventories build up again, as inventory becomes more plentiful, well, you know, it's going to, they're going to sell more cars, but they're not going to be selling them for $2,500 average gross profit. They might be selling them for a $2,000 average gross profit or a $1,500 yep. average gross profit. Um, so th that's why they think that the new car departments will, you know, selling the selling of new cars will continue to help their profit structure because they're just going to have more of them and they're not, they're going to be forced to discount, but not to the levels that we saw prior to COVID. All right. I want to just get this out briefly, Pops. What is your estimate? And in the chat as well, what do you think? Because we're talking about affordability, what do you think the average transaction price was for General Motors, GM? 
their brand in the fourth quarter. I'm not talking about Buick, Cadillac, and 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 uh, uh, Chevy combined. I actually I will. We'll do everything combined. Buick, Cadillac, Chevy, GMC, everything combined. What do you think the average transaction price was over at General Motors? Put some comments in the chat. We'll be returning our attention to that in a moment. Maybe the affordability crisis is getting better, Dad. Maybe prices are getting better. We'll have to take a peek in just a second. Before we do, yes, want to remind everyone, Car Edge. Dot com. All the resources, all the different ways that we can help you and that the team can help you are here. And just to make it really clear, we are a team. It is a huge team effort. Let me scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. You can meet some of your Car Edge coaches like Ashley or Justice or Mario and Kimberly. So please apprise yourself of all the various resources back at CarEdge.com. Whether you're buying a car, selling a car, insuring a car, getting a warranty or financing the thing, we can help you. So please, like I said, go apprise yourself of all of those resources. Now, Dad, what do you think? Average well, transaction wait, price are, of GM, what do you think? Are, are you telling me, first off, that those aren't just models, model pictures, and, and <laughs> those are real people, the real people that actually work for us? They're, they're just not some random, uh, rando people you pulled up and threw on the website? Correct. But also you said one thing and we're going to get particular. You said work for us. No one works for us. They work with us and we work for our community. So I just want to be crystal clear about that. Okay. Uh, Well, that's, that certainly, that's what I meant to say. Um, And as far (laughs) as (laughs) there's some things that just aren't worth arguing over. That was one of them. Uh, Mm -hmm. As far as the average transaction price for, all of General Motors brands rolled into one. Uh, is that what we're doing here? That's what we're doing, Pops. Affordability. Let's see. Is it there? We're getting lots I'm of saying, I mean, 43,000, 40,000. I'm, I'm saying $55,000. $55,000. All right. Let's take a quick peek, everyone. Pull it up on the screen. Dad, GM's yeah. average transaction price down down $52,849. Now, yeah. Look at this chart. You see this chart? Yeah, small. <laughs> it's a small It's small, chart. but dad, the purple the purple line, dad, that is Cadillac, okay? The reason GM's overall average transaction price was down was because Cadillac was Cadillac's down. average transaction price fell to $69,721, down 10% from $77,000 in the same wow. quarter of 2021. So maybe that, just maybe, and Chevy's average transaction price down to 48,660 down from 50,000. So maybe just maybe we're starting to see a little bit of pressure here on these automakers to bring back some affordable vehicles. I mean, look, we're even getting, you know, Jay yeah. Nagme is a winner. You know, so maybe we're starting to see a little bit of pressure on prices, Dad. Well, I I I think we have been, uh, you know, I, we, we saw prices coming down in December. We, you know, the, the, the car coaches worked, I, I don't know how many deals with how many, with how many members in we, December. We must have done a thousand deals in December. Yeah. Okay. And, and we noticed at that time that the prices were coming down. Um, and, I think because of all the things we talked about earlier in the show, the pressure that's on dealers and manufacturers because inventory is building up again, that, that yes, you're going to see the average transaction prices coming down. And, and if I may, 
um, you know, with what Tesla did, lowering the prices on their vehicles, uh, that is going to further put downward pressure on legacy manufacturers who are jumping into the EV business um, exactly. to lower their prices. So, yeah, there are, you know, the the, the wind of change is in the air, okay? Um, the pendulum that has swung so far to the dealer's side is now swinging back rather forcefully towards the consumer side. Has it swung all the way back yet? No, I don't think no. so. I think there'll be there'll be certainly um, more room for more discounts moving forward, but it's swinging in the right direction again. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. 100% that, and we haven't even touched on it. It's coming up in the chat. The Ford news today, they dropped their, their uh, Mustang Mach-E prices, and we will touch on that in just a moment. But first here from Kyle, thank you for the contribution, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. I'm looking for a used 2018 to 2019 Mustang GT, but with the price drop of 4K on the Mustang EV, will this affect the price of GTs? How much longer should I wait to buy used? Should I wait to buy new? I do not think, just to be very clear, I do not think that the uh, news from today for the Mustang Mach-E is going to impact Mustang GT prices. They're unrelated to one another. The thing that you're going to see is, is increased depreciation, just like we saw it with Teslas on the prior model year Mustang Mach-E's. If you're in the market for a used vehicle, if you can continue to stay patient, maybe the one blip that we will see of increased used car values will be around tax time. But for a 2018, 2019 Mustang GT, that's not going to be impacted that much. So I no. would wait. I would continue to wait. Get past, get through the spring selling season. And if you can wait until the summer, you should have a much more negotiable vehicle then. That being said, Pops, no harm in reaching out the dealers now, right? Like, see if you can get a couple thousand dollars off of the out-the-door price. And if you feel happy with it, go for it, right? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, there, there will be some dealers out there who are uh, more motivated uh, to... Um, relieve themselves of their used car vehicles uh, than they had been in the past. And, you know, typically January and February are slow months. Now I've seen some information to suggest that January isn't nearly as slow as what people thought it might be. Um, but I don't know. There's a cold wave coming through the country uh, <laughs> this week. Uh, uh, that's certainly going to slow things down. Uh, so, you know, I, I think, if, if there's dealers that have been sitting on some inventory and they're willing to entertain um, uh, taking a price reduction or even a small loss to sell the vehicle, it might be time. If you have the time to be able to wait even longer into the year, um, that, that might be beneficial as well. Uh, and I agree with you, Zach. With the, the price drops on the electric vehicles has yeah. nothing, nothing and no impact on a vehicle such as a Mustang GT. We've got here from Jay. Thank you for the contribution, Jay. Sorry, your Packers missed the playoffs. My 2020 Camry was totaled. Now on the market for a 2023 Forerunner. I have $38,000 from insurance to put down. Is this great time to buy or wait? Thanks. I think if you're going to buy a new Forerunner, if you're going to finance that remaining $14,000, start talking to dealerships now. We've seen Forerunners below MSRP. There's no reason to be mm -hmm. paying additional dealer markup on Forerunners. So no, I would... I would start to be active there. And there's also no indication that tomorrow there's going to be a significant increase in Toyota inventory. It's going to be a bit of a slow buildup over at yes. Toyota. And, uh, you know, Toyota does expect this year, their projection is this year to produce 
globally 1.6 million more vehicles than they did last year. But that ain't happening tomorrow. Um, you know, no. that, that 1.6 million vehicles is going to get spread out over 12 months. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's what, 150,000 vehicles more per month, not 1.6 million next week. So, um, yeah, if you can find the right deal, and you can get, let's face it, interest rates are going to go up. So if you can get a better interest rate today than you can tomorrow or the next day, then by all means, it, it, you know, move forward. And this is why, Dad, just to make everyone aware, our Car Edge coach. So if you go to CarEdge.com, you click on plans. Our Car Edge coach is three months of access to our team. The reason we made it three months is because we know it takes a while to feel confident going into your buying decision. But you get to work. With one of our coaches, we do the market analysis. We'll help real uh, uh, evaluate the deals that you get, the out-the-door prices that you get from the dealership. So I'm seeing more questions come in. Like we're going to answer Francis's question here in just a second. But I want to remind everyone, Car Edge Coach is a great solution. 90 days, we're here to help. We're not going anywhere. You get access to the pros who are doing this every single day. This is from Francis Pops. Thank you for the contribution. Hi, looking to purchase a used 2018 Jeep Wrangler with 38,000 miles, has been on the lot for 60 days, asking about 26,000. What's a fair price? Should I wait? Pops, you want to talk a little bit about how we help folks determine what a fair price is and why on the fly, I mean, I could start doing it, but on the fly, how, how it's a little difficult for us to know in our mind's eye exactly yes. what a fair price is. And, and, you know, uh, fair prices can be regionalized. So, you know, without having all the pieces to the puzzle, it's hard to say. But what one of the things that we recommend doing is taking the VIN number and the miles of that vehicle that you're looking at, running it through um, some sources to get, I don't know, a wholesale bid on it from another dealer to see what they might think it's worth. And then you can make a determination as to based on what what a dealer would pay for it on a wholesale level. Um, you can take a look at that and compare it to the asking price and see, well, if there's way too much of a spread or if there's very little spread. And then you have a better idea as to whether or not it might be a good deal. And you can also go into our community forum and ask some questions. And because there's thousands of people on that forum that, you know, good, bad, or indifferent will give you some advice. <laughs> Absolutely. And dad, we had a thoughtful super sticker come through from Manuel. Give me one second. Give me one second. Give me one second. Hmm. I need more songs, man. Wait, that's loud. That's loud. All right, enough of that. Thank you for that, man. Thank well, if you, you want to make my dad you. dance, just donate. It's a weird concept that has evolved on this YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, we got some website feedback from Schmidty to go. Uh, your trade and values seem off for adding our cars to a deal. My 2008 Tahoe with 227 miles is worth about uh, 2,000 on black. Yeah. So um, the uh, the car edge values are off for older vehicles and high mileage vehicles, something we're totally aware of. I will demonstrate, though, and, and I'm glad that you brought this up, Schmidty to go. If you go to CarEdge.com and you log into my car edge, so let me pull that up on the screen. Let me do this really quickly. This is a pretty nice function, Dad. So I'm going to go into my car edge. This is free, by the way. All of this is free. Let me log in. 
So if I'm going to buy a car, let's say I'm interested in this 2017 Jeep Wrangler. If I come down here, I've got my price history, which is nice. If I come down here to the monthly payment calculator, I have the out the door price, which I can play around with. And I, I can actually add in my vehicle. So let's say I own a 2018 Ford Echo Sport. There you go. Now I'm looking at, if I had a payoff, I could put that in here. I'm looking at my total amount financed. Let's say maybe I put $2,500 down and I'm financing for 72 months at 5.25%. You can see it's pretty nice, man. It pulls in your vehicle details right here so you can see what your monthly payment's gonna be. And then you can get pre-approved. Like literally you can just click here to get pre-approved with our, our um, credit union partner in one easy click. So I'm, I'm pretty proud of what our team's built back there. I know the value for an 07, you know, for that particular vehicle, that 07 Tahoe with a quarter of a million miles on it, it's not accurate, but you can edit it once it's in there. But that, that's pretty nifty stuff, man. That's pretty helpful. I, th I think it's great. I don't want to sound like Tony the Tiger, but I think it's great. <laughs> I really do. I, I mean, it's, it's like a one-stop place to really put all the information together so that you have a much greater understanding of what it is you're about to embark on. Um, so Absolutely. yes, kudos, kudos to you and the team that are working so hard and so diligently to, to, uh, make this come to fruition. May I say one thing I have seen in the chat, people want to know if, will I be rooting for the Eagles? Please allow me a moment to explain. I am 71 and a half years old in 1962. You look damn good. Thank you. Thank you very much. In 1962, 63 and 64, I, along with my brother, Ken, who is 80, we were season ticket holders to the Eagles when they played at Franklin Field in, at, on the uh, campus of the University of Pennsylvania. I also have a rather strong allegiance to another bird, the Cardinals from Arizona. <laughs> we, were, we were season ticket holders for the Cardinals for about 10 years when we lived out there. Nothing would bring me more joy than to see the Eagles win another Super Bowl. Philadelphia is a great blue-collar town with fanatics who support their sports teams, and those fanatics are usually highly disappointed most seasons. <laughs> they were ecstatic when the Phillies made it to the World Series. They were extremely disappointed when the Phillies lost. Um, you know, there haven't been a tremendous amount of championships brought to the city of Philadelphia. It just have not been over the lifetime of sports history. So it would be wonderful to see the Eagles win the Super Bowl at our old stadium, State Farm Stadium in, in, uh, in Glendale, yep. Arizona. So let me say this with as much fanaticism as I can muster. Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> Kick those Chiefs right in the wherever. <laughs> and uh, just so everyone can see here, that is my dad and his brother. That is my Uncle Kenny and my dad. That is. Dad wearing a yeah. Jeep shirt. What was going on that night? You're wearing a Jeep shirt, man. 
I don't know. Somebody must have given it to me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, who knows what I was thinking? You and your brother. I absolutely yes. love it. Hey, I want to pull up one other comment here. Paul says, looking forward to using yes. your concierge service later this year. And dad, I've got exciting news to share. We had our first concierge customer go entirely through. It was for Scott and his son, Josh, and I'll pull it up on the screen here. Give me one quick second. If you go to the community forum and we had Kevin leave a nice dealership review here, look like he recently purchased his 2023 Ford Raptor. So come read about Kevin's experience. I'm going to click yes. on success stories pops. And we've got here from Scott concierge services, great support. We live and work overseas, needed help buying my son his first car in Texas. We reached out to Mario and Zach to see if their new concierge services would be the right way to go. Mario stepped up to the plate and knocked it out of the park. The market is really topsy-turvy right now, and dealers are all over the place. But Mario navigated the process with my son and held his hand through all the negotiations while my son was in the finance office. We got a deal that wow. we are happy with. If you need someone to help you find and buy the right car, Mario is your guy. Mario advises that we were the first completed transaction in the new concierge service and that you were scott and that you were josh so a huge congratulations i told everyone that january was going to be our month to test it out we've got a few more that seem like they are close to the finish line so if you are interested in being a part of the concierge services i will leave i will leave the uh, link to the page to get on the wait list in the comments below and uh, yeah super excited so that's a that's a, a big win for us to to have our first you know our first our first deal dad our first deal go through that's very, very exciting. And I know from when, when uh, you first started this uh, business and that yeah. was the direction that we went, I know from having handled, gosh, knows how many deals, uh, how time consuming, how difficult it is to put mm -hmm. a complete deal together for somebody. Um, so if you can ever figure out how to scale it, God bless you. Uh, <laughs> uh but it, it, it is a, a tremendous service for people that just don't have the time or the inclination or desire to want to deal with those that you need to deal with in order to structure a fair deal in, in the automobile yeah. business. Yeah. 100%. Well, Ray goes back no, to the Leonard well. Toes era. I do. Can I tell you a quick Leonard Toes story? Leonard Toes had a trucking company, Toes Trucking, and he literally, he bought the Eagles. Okay. Leonard Toes also had a gambling problem. And Leonard <laughs> Toes, this is, this is absolutely true. Leonard Toes okay. lived in Philadelphia. And he used to drive from Philadelphia. He had his driver take him from Philadelphia to Atlantic City mm -hmm. so he could gamble. And he used to just bring loads of cash with him. Now, I'm not asking where Leonard got the cash, okay? But, but Leonard lost <laughs> everything, everything from wow. gambling in Atlantic City. Actually sued the casinos and said, well, you got me drunk, so I didn't know what I was doing. He lost the lawsuit, by the way. Um, and, 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 and his, his former general manager, one of the general managers he had for the team actually, and Leonard's last days, um, well, or God, I don't know how many years it was. He actually paid for Leonard Toes's apartment because Leonard Toes had nothing left, nothing. Wow. Okay. Um, and you know, when he was struggling with all this, 
he was thinking of moving the Eagles to Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. Wow. So you might not have known that. And there was a huge protest in Philadelphia, you know, because it's the Eagles, damn it. We can't lose the Eagles. Um, and Norman Brayman, the car dealer guy from Miami, who's originally from Philadelphia, Norman Brayman came in, rescued the Eagles, bought them from Leonard Toes so that they could stay in Philadelphia. So, yes, I wow. remember the Leonard Toes era. Um, I, 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 you know, the man literally died penniless, penniless. And he was, uh, you know, a pretty wealthy man, but he couldn't control his gambling habits. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. absolutely crazy. It's cool to hear stories from you, dad. I really, really appreciate when you're able to share stuff like that. Yeah. The Arizona Eagles, that would have had a weird ring to it all right here's the deal pops we are we are over yes. time man we're over time tomorrow we'll be back we'll have to touch on the ford news tomorrow there's multiple ford stories they had another recall yes as well so we'll be talking about that we should have a black book market update tomorrow as well so an indication of what's going on on the used car side of things and as always some fun just a little bit of fun a little dose of fun i saw some comments earlier in the chat we, we're no drama guys over here no drama guys and gals we're just here to have fun we're just here to help people out CarEdge.com. Yes. So proud of what the team's working on. Thank you for your time as always, Dad. And again, congrats on the five-year-old OG sweater that you are wearing. Looks good yeah, as buddy. ever on you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love this sweater. It doesn't fit quite as well as these two because either the sweater shrunk or I got a tad bit bigger. <laughs> <laughs> hey sylvia thank you for the contribution sylvia's been a long time member and again recently put her order in space they only yes. have a credit card on file for the order no fee paid we'll call sherman oaks aspca takes six months to qualify for Subaru vip coffee on me a perfect example of space swooping in one of our car coaches and helping another member we love to see it yes absolutely well, I, should we thank everybody for being here today? And should we should we say we'll be back here tomorrow at noon Eastern, 9 specific time with more news that you can use from your dear friends at Car Edge? I love it, that Pops. Like yes. a good, yeah, that's a good close for today. <laughs> See you guys. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, everybody. Join us again next time. Which is probably tomorrow. To get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon. soon.